Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally, that dude. Ting, smiling from the inside, joy to the world, your boy has come. Remember that song we had to sing in elementary school? I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. Anyway, uh, Kenya Petaway was too cute in my class. I remember those days. Ah, loving you guys, man, for your support, your viewership on Brinks TV and Reese TV. Membership into Wiley's World on YouTube, where someone's going to get this, someone's going to get that, someone's going to get a rattler. Right, right, tat, tat, tat. I'm going to hook this up. Kenya Petaway, remember you, girl. I'm going to hook you guys up for hooking me up on Friday. Swag away. Oh, my God. What is today? It is Friday Swagaway, so we're going to have a winner of this today. Let's get into that, but first, let's start off with what's up with that dude. Well, yesterday I had a gang of meetings in person. I had meetings on the phone. Good Lord. I was just talking to everybody. Uh, met with a friend who's a COO of a hedge fund. If you guys don't know what a hedge fund is, don't ask me because I don't know either. Nah, I just know that they got a lot of money, $3 billion in assets invested, etc. So. I uh, wasn't there for that directly. We were more talking about building out my foundation, support and resources for that, and endowment fund. Yes, your boy's going to have an endowment fund, uh, impact investing to make sure that those who are underserved uh, get the proper support and resources, right? Uh, man, it's crazy. I call myself bilingual. And uh, it's not because I know Spanish. I don't know that much. Como se dice? I don't know that much. Um, it's because I actually speak the language of the haves and the have-nots because that's been my existence. So I want to make sure I close that divide that seems to be widening by the day. Other than that, took my business partner. We went to Tiger Woods's foundation event at my friend's home, which was on LACC where the US Open is. So literally, he lives on the golf course. And we've all been to homes on the golf course. And typically, 
They're very nice and you all we all say the same thing. Man, how many windows got busted over here from four and you know errant shots, right? His house ain't like that. Let me just tell you how big his house is and how fresh his house is. It's insane. So insane that Tiger Woods had his foundation event there and he's on the board of the foundation as well. So insane event, amazing people there. Uh, a lot of good connections, right? Man, look forward to Project Transition one day being like the Tiger Woods Foundation because that sucker there is rolling. Woo! You should have seen the gifts they gave me leaving there too. I'm going to hook y'all up. That's going to be a Friday swag away. I don't need that Tiger Woods stuff. I, I know Tiger. Let me stop lying. But y'all need to get the hookup from what he gave me. It's insane. Um, other than that, man, just had a great time. Itty bitties knocked out, woke up this morning. They're running around the house. So if you see somebody come in here that is uh, four years old, uh, four feet tall, uh, long braids, um, that's my itty bitty because they are tearing this house up. All right, now let's get into this show with Conor McGregor. Unfortunate news here. Accused of sexually assaulting a woman at an NBA finals game. What the hell? Let's talk through it. UFC star Conor McGregor accused of sexually assaulting a woman at a game, game four to be exact. So this, according to the woman, said McGregor violently forced himself on her inside a VIP men's bathroom at the game, according to a letter that was sent to McGregor and his team. She said that McGregor aggressively kissed her before also attempting to force her into multiple sexual Acts. Okay, so a spokesman for the Miami Police Department said his special victims unit is investigating a report and no additional information will be released at this time. Okay, so the woman has accused the Miami Heat and NBA security of aiding McGregor in the attack by separating her from her friend and forcing her into the bathroom. Ooh, stop down right here. Let's just kind of Imagine if that's the case. So Conor McGregor, let's say one thing about influence celebrity, right? Like people act different, not just fans, like even people who are working. I've been to me, my level of celebrity have been places before where they're like, no, you can't go, sir. No, you can't go, sir. Oh, hey, Marcellus. And I'm like, I don't have access to that. But now I do. I always tell this story famously of how Doug Flutie and I went to a game before and I was like, Doug, we ain't got no tickets. And Doug looked at me like, yeah, we do. And Doug just walked in. I was like, I'm walking in with Doug Flutie too. That's my point. So if this is true or false, I'm not here for that. I'm just telling you that security, that things can get compromised at times just because of celebrity. All right. So McGregor obviously denied the allegations to his attorney and said he won't be intimidated. All right. So the UFC issued a statement, McGregor, everyone, NBA as well. They're looking into the allegations and are conducting a full investigation. Now, let's talk about this because Conor McGregor, kind of like Trevor Bauer, this is his fifth now incident of sexual assault allegations, four of them outside the United States. And he has not faced any legal punishment and at least one case was dropped. So we're not in the conversation of innocence and guilt because this is a he say, she say conversation. And Connor and the alleged women who were assaulted have to have that conversation. What we're talking about is this intersection of celebrity and sports and life and what we can learn from situations like this. Now, uh, I know two things. Uh, let's say it's not true. False al allegations, false accusations. 
They always say the number one reason for false allegations or accusations are shame. If someone feels ashamed, if someone feels embarrassed, if someone feels outed, who knows? In this scenario, she's broken up from her friend, she says, right? She goes into a men's bathroom. Uh, forcibly or not, it's kind of hard to believe. Like, yeah, at an NBA game, someone's grabbing a woman and forcing her into a men's bathroom. But it could happen. But I doubt it did. So anyway, you get into that position. That still doesn't mean, yes, you can do whatever you want. You can't assault me. But to be in that position is already a head scratcher and removed from your friend. Where's your friend at that time if you were forced into a men's bathroom? Or did you go into a men's bathroom with Conor McGregor? These are all the things that are going to actually be talked about. And you're going to have to make a decision from afar because none of us were there, right? So in this situation, Conor McGregor just keeps finding himself in this position. Trevor Bauer keeps finding himself in this position, which will make anybody say, uh, I don't know, at first I, I believed you, but then again, 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 it comes back to what we talked about before. It's a communication conversation. When you're Conor McGregor, maybe you just run past some stop signs of communication because you're Conor McGregor. Like, it's funny, it's simple terms. Let me give it to you this way. Everywhere I go and every time I see somebody more famous than I, you notice this? Hey, I am Steve. Nice to meet you, Conor. They already know you. So therefore, now you assume after a certain amount of time that everyone knows you, that everyone is going to come up to you, that everyone's going to listen to you, that everyone's going to obey you, everyone's going to come to you. And that's what happens in situations like this. Then you don't communicate all the way. Hey, you want to go in this bathroom right here? Hey, you want to mess around? You don't say all that stuff. You're just like, oh, they didn't say anything. Let's just keep going past potentially some stop signs. So I think it's just sad all around because Conor McGregor, obviously, I don't know if he's still with baby mama or married or whatever, but Conor McGregor don't need to be in situations like this. And frankly, the young lady doesn't need to be in situations like this. You gonna connect with Conor McGregor, you gonna hook up with Conor McGregor, game four, NBA finals bathroom, eh, maybe not the first choice, but let's see how this case goes. And his fifth one, oh man, might be an issue here. Loving you for the support you're giving me and your viewership on Brinks TV and Reese TV and your membership, Wildest World, YouTube. Who getting this today? Friday swag away. I'm giving this away when I'm going to do it today. Let me stop. Oh, man, got love for you guys. Uh, but the Albany Empire, no love from the Arena League anymore. Get y'all butts up out of here. Antonio Brown as well. They got kicked out of the Arena League. Let's breathe, y'all. A team got kicked out of the league, and that team is owned by Antonio Brown. Mm, two plus two is really four. All right, so the National Arena League kicked the Albany Empire out of the league Thursday after team owner Antonio Brown failed to pay either a required fee or a fine he received after recent public comments. All right. So after exhausting all avenues, the NAL Board of Owners have decided unanimously to terminate the membership agreement of the Albany Empire, the league said. The decision was reached after an emergency conference call of the members in good standing to discuss the Empire's failure to pay their league-mandated and overdue assessments. Mm. 
some big legal talk of like, hey, dog, where the money at, bruh? <laughs> pay up, pay up, pay up, homie. Brown became the majority owner of the upstate New York team in April, April, April. Okay, he get, became owner of April. So what that is May. Oh, we can't even say June. Damn, he didn't even have it for two months, basically. Goodness. Under terms of legal ownership, all teams are required to pay one-seventh, one-seventh of the NAL operating budget via monthly transactions. Hey, Venmo me, homie, one-seventh of the money. That's what they're asking for. The league said Brown made the April payment, but didn't pay the May 15th installment of a $1,000 fine for conduct detrimental to the league. Damn, $1,000? That's where it started? Goodness. And on the 15th? I know when I was on welfare growing up, first, third, and 15th. Rich. <laughs> get that check in the mail. I remember we used to get all these bills. You know, you go to the post office, you go to the mailbox, you deal bill. Then you see that one, U.S. government. I think it said United States Treasury. I'm like, ah! And that was our welfare check. Crazy. You used to get it uh, twice, a, twice a month and then get those food stamps. You had to go to the spot. Embarrassing, but I went through it. The 15th. Come on, Antonio. Pay up, pay up, pay up. So Brown also challenged the April payment, which was credited back to him. Oh, he won that one. Okay. So the NAL said the team accountant informed officials that it didn't seem like Mr. Brown was going to pay the assessment or fine leading to the emergency conference call. I love that. Imagine a board of all the owners or executives and they're outside looking at Antonio and the Albany Empire. What are they going to do? So they get on the phone or they talk to the accountant of the Albany Empire and they literally say, doesn't seem like Mr. Brown's going to pay the assessment, which means not only is he not going to pay it, but I'm not sure if he is or not. You hear the doubt in that? They don't even know. And they work for him, work with him, and they don't know. So, of course, the outsiders, the NAL, is obviously going to take issue with this. So the membership gave the empire until noon to make the payment. Obviously, they didn't. So when they didn't pay, they canceled the team's Saturday home game against the Derner, Derner. Y'all don't know that team? The Jacksonville Sharks, like LL used to do, like a Sharks fan. Man, I never heard of that team. And it will adjust the rest of the league's 2023 regular season schedule without the Albany squad. Man, this is all bad. All bad. I've been resisting. I've been resisting giving up on AB. Like a lot of people have. I hear you guys, uh, the comments, uh, people I talk to, friends. Man, forget AB. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to forget AB because I haven't forgotten how AB was built. And this is a train wreck. A lot of you guys attribute it to the hit he took, Vontez Burfick, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals gang, and saying that's this is real life living CTE. I am not a doctor. You're not either. So I'm not going to diagnose this, especially CTE can't be diagnosed until you're dead anyway. But that said, AB had a really dark upbringing and I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm actually trying to explain this behavior because his demons that he had to suppress to become AB the great are now on full display. Like literally, this is the importance of upbringing. That's why it's so important to be a parent and be committed and be present. So important to support youngsters as they're growing, because if not, all of those issues and those defense mechanisms will be on display in moments like this. So I'm going to be real. Looking back at it now, the worst thing to happen to AB was his success. Let me tell you why, because I root for everybody. But his success is now undermining everything he's built. And he's doing it because 
A.B. had to do it by himself. At least he felt that in his head. He had it so rough that he was like, the only way I'm going to get it is if I go get it because nobody's helping me. Nobody's supporting me. Read about A.B.'s history growing up. Pretty dark, right? So then when that guy, the humble A.B., remember him? Quiet little receiver just going about his work, finally gets to the top, becomes the man, gets empowered. Guess what he's thinking? I did this by myself. I'm not listening to anybody or anything. And that's where we are right now. He got empowered. He reached his goal. He got there by himself. And all of that is now on full display. I wish he had exercised his demons instead right now, letting his demons flex for the world to see. Hey, man, thoughts and support prayers to AB, man. I don't want to see this train wreck anymore. Get your stuff together, big dog. Loving life. Because somebody going to win the Friday swag away. They came here today. This chalice on the way. Yes, I'm going to hook y'all up. I don't know who yet, so stop asking. I don't know. I'm going to hook somebody up, one of the members, because that's love from you guys for your viewership. Bring TV, Reese TV, membership, Wiley's World, YouTube. Let's get into this story, though. Interesting. Scott Van Pelt said there's no chance. He'll be hosting Sports Center in three years. Oh, so we all know what's going on at ESPN Disney right now. It seems like a mass exodus. A lot of people uh, leaving or a lot of people holding their breath to see if they're leaving. Uh, you know, we've seen Neil Everett of late was the last one I saw. So Scott Van Pelt's presence on the midnight edition of Sports Center still is a constant. Like all this change and you see Pat McAfee coming and you see Neil leaving and you're like, who else is leaving? Got to make some more space. Boom, right there anchored is always that anchor, Scott Van Pelt. But for how much longer? Um, that's really sounds like it's on Scott Van Pelt to decide. So the Sports Center veteran recently was talking to SI and he said his time in the anchor chair may be coming to an end pretty soon, doubting that he'll last another three years in his current capacity. He says, quote, I've been doing this a long time. And you know, he moved from ESPN's Bristol headquarters to hometown in DC. Salute, smart man there. He said, look, I don't want to do that forever. And that will lead to the natural, what would you want to do? I don't know. Bam, that's it right there. So you can see, and this happens in pro sports with athletes all the time. You're coming into the twilight of your career and you hold on, not so much with the same grip and love and passion as before, even though you're committed, you're still like, okay, I can't let go because what am I going to grab next, right? Kind of like, what are those things? I don't think they call monkey bars, but you know, you go see those jungle gyms and you just see the kids and they go like this and they grab the next one. You better make sure you got the next one, right? Because if you don't and you let this go, you know where you're going. Flat on that ass. So Scott Van Pelt's trying to figure out what's the next thing to grab. But in this world, in this space now, sports media especially, the opportunities are vast. And he's seeing, obviously, more and more people take those opportunities. So he insists he still very much enjoys SportsCenter, like I said particularly on nights like when the Denver Nuggets, he said, wins the championship and he gets to look at a team and a franchise, celebrate their first NBA championship. But he said the daily grind can be difficult, struggling as so many do to find a healthy work-life balance. Giving you guys some insight behind the curtain, 
when you do sports media, like when you do what Scott Van Pelt does, your brain never turns off. Uh, if you've ever coached before, your brain never turns off in terms of always trying to find something else to say, another story to cover, another topic, another angle, right? And coaching is an easy way to display this. Uh, once you start coaching, everything becomes a play. Everything becomes a scheme. You, I'll be riding around sometime. I'll be on the freeway, and I'm like, oh, this car going slow. I'm going to go around. I'm like, oh, that's a good play. I can make MJ just go <laughs> Next thing you know, I can, I'm, I'm, next thing I'm at a light. I'm texting. I'm writing myself back to play and stuff. Same thing when you do shows like this. You know, all the time, I'm texting back and forth. Mikey P story. You hear what happened here? You hear what happened here? Ooh, they didn't catch that one. And you're always in this discovery mode. So you're on air for an hour. But your brain is on all 24 hours thinking of the next. So he's trying to find that balance. He says, no chance I'm doing this three more years. He's 56 years young or old. That's how he's feeling right now. So my contract doesn't run that long. And there are conversations to be had about what all is part of it. Ah, a little leverage here. At some point, you just got to step aside and let somebody else have it. Hmm, are we in the middle of a contract negotiation right here? Or are we just airing out how we emotionally feel? So in addition to his sports center duties, we know he also does the golf coverage and he kills it. Oh, I love how he does that. Uh, it goes to the Masters and other major tournaments. And he's also been the voice of reason. A lot of people go to Van Pelt because it's kind of hard to find him in the same vein and in the same light as a lot of other ESPN personalities. You always think of him differently. Um, kind of like a breath of fresh air, a lot of people say, because a lot of the personalities are up there for their opinions and the hyperbolic debates that have to happen, right? So he just seems like he's in a different space. He breathes different air because of the format of the show and because of who he is as a person. And, oh, yeah, by the way, that sucker tall. I don't know how tall. <laughs> oh, I remember the first time I met him, I got dang, dog. Like, I knew he was like, he looked wiry. I was like, all right. So he probably like 6'3", because TV makes everybody look taller and bigger and all that. And I was like, all right, he about 6'3". I walked up to him. I was like, man, this ain't right. <laughs> I feel like an itty-bitty compared to this big old dude, right? So it's good that he's always been himself and carved out that space. But he also says, I don't think it will be cold turkey in terms of his cutting off or removing himself from Sports Center. Listen, they have reestablished the market and they can come to me with live numbers and say to me, Van Pelt, we really like this thing you do. So he basically looking around like, uh, oh, y'all got Pat McAfee money out there? Y'all got that Troy Aikman out there? Y'all got that Joe Buck out there? Well, we got that, that Van Pelt boy. He's trying to get some of that food. I ain't mad, but there are other opportunities elsewhere. Shannon Sharp, right, out there. Your boy out there. People out there right now in these streets. He going to figure out his way. Okay, so everyone likes Van Pelt is feeling the itch of opportunity, right? What's the next rung to grab in climbing towards my success, right? And he knows that he can do it his way. And another way of doing it is direct to consumer. Another way of doing it is not necessarily using ESPN and its platform anymore because you already have name recognition. You already have an audience. You can grab them and take them and go directly to them. So it's going to be interesting to watch this negotiation because they can't act like they ain't got the money. Even though they're having the budget cuts and the layoffs, they're still investing in their future and in a grand way. Pat McAfee. So let's see what happens with SB 
P going forward because he's truly one of my favorites. Over here, incredible hulking on y'all. I'm almost 50 years old looking like this. Real flexing on him. Watch this. Hydration situation. Still got a little left, man. Loving you guys. Somebody gonna win this soon. It's that Friday swag away. Got all the love right here. But there's breaking news, so I can't wait any longer. We need to bring in Mikey P with some breaking news. What you about to break, Mike? Let me find out you want to be Adam Schefter up in here. What you about to break on the show, big dog? Oh, you ready for this? You ready for this? Uh Breaking news. Ja Morant has been suspended 25 games to start Mm. the NBA season. Mm. Mm. 25. It's official. Yeah, it's official. That ain't enough. We'll have sound effects. Don't worry. That ain't enough. 25, that's it? Um, I say that's not enough. I thought it was going to really break my head like boom. 25 for doing something you already know you shouldn't have did the first time, let alone did it the second time, damaging the NBA's brand. You know how much negative press they have now had on their brand because of John Morant doing something not once but twice. And look, I am not rooting for anybody's downfall. All I'm saying is you got to make an example of John Morant, and I don't think 25 games really makes an example, but eight games didn't make an example or set them straight as well. But at least we have a definitive number. I really thought, think about it, the Malice in Palace. What was it, Malice in the Palace? What did they get, a year? Uh, what, <laughs> what did they do? They sat <laughs> yeah. there on the court, like that. someone threw beer on them, cats were like, throwing stuff, assaulting them, and then they went up there. Now, they, this ain't defense. This ain't self-defense going up there. But the point is, I return fire. Okay, you lose a year of playing ball for that, and then John Morant is sitting there flashing a gun, and then you're like, all right, that ain't good. Now, it's not illegal, but it's also not good. You're hurting a brand. And then you say, don't do it. And then he comes back and does it again. So he's basically flippant, like, man, whatever. I'm going to do it again. And then you're like, okay, now you got 25 games. All I'm saying is either they learned that the punishment for Malice in the Palace was too much excessive, or this ain't enough. You got to make it make sense, Mikey P. Unbelievable. There will be conditions for reinstatement, but we don't know them at this time. Either way, though, Big-time Woj bomb on a Friday. Wow. And then Ja released a statement. I'll let you address this, too, real quick before we move on to our three Wiley's Real guests today. Okay? We got three of them. But here's a statement. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Keep talking. All right. I've had time to reflect, and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA the Grizzlies, my teammates, and the city of Memphis, to Adam Silver, Zach Kleiman, Robert Perra, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I am sorry for the harm I've done. And he also said to the kids who look up to me, there's more to it, but what do you think of the statement? Do you really think he means it this time? Or is he going to flash a gun again in a couple of weeks? I don't know. Uh, I, look, I hate to be this guy. I don't believe it. Um, I hate to be that, like, cause you come off as a hater, but I am a hater then, damn it. Cause I got, I got principles and like, I don't even need to hear all that. Like, cause I hurt one, I already heard all that. Two, 
I want to make sure we separate his apology from his next action because you can apologize and still do it. You cannot apologize and never do it. So I don't, you know, this step right here is like to try and get brands and people back into the fold. You know how you get me back into the fold? Just don't do it. I will remember that John Moran's an amazing basketball player and this will fade away as long as you don't do it. But this apology and the same apology as the first time is really unnecessary for me because it doesn't sound like he's contrite. I had time to reflect. What? What are you reflecting on? Like not the not the flash a gun like you in the video and you really going to be in a dangerous situation. Like it's just irresponsible. That's it. Not illegal, irresponsible. So right now, I don't think any words is going to make me think you're more responsible. It's just going to be your actions. But I appreciate you, Mikey P. Bring on these Wiley World members right now. Get Mikey P. up off the screen. Get Woj Bomb off the screen. Get Adam Schefter off the screen. And we're going to bring in my man, Adrian. Let's do it. Let's see, Adrian. Adrian, yes. let's go. What's up, Marshall? How you doing, man? I'm going to call you brother, Adrian, man. I like that. You got the polo rugby on, looking fresh. Talk to me, big dog. Okay, I got a few questions for you. A little rundown here. So, uh, non-sports question. Like, wh what are some books that you read? What are some books that you read when you were like younger, or maybe even recently, that had like a lasting lasting impact on you? Like maybe like psychologically, or like a mindset shift, something like that. Going to like from like um, sports to business, and like. Mm. I love that, man. Um, I, I look. There's one book. Growing up, I read the Bible. Uh, my grandmother, uh, in a gentle way, forced us to read it, <laughs> and I was glad she did, man. Uh, I look at the Bible as a psychological book. Um, I don't look at it as a literal translation that may offend some people. I am sorry. I'm just telling you how I digested it. I got so many life lessons from the Bible, man. And I'm not walking around here just looking at everyone as Christian, non-Christian. It was just, to me, a holy book showing you your inner power, showing you how the dynamics of this world work. So that's how I took the Bible. At first I read it like everyone like, oh, this all happened on this day and Adam and Eve. I wonder where they were, and, you know, and then I kind of went into a different dimension with it. But the best book I ever read uh, before I get to that, then from there, I would say there was a book called The Warrior Athlete Amazing talks about your mind, your body and your spirit and how you use them all for the journey of life. And it's The Warrior Athlete. Tremendous book. Uh, Self-Talk was a great book I read in college. Don't ask me the authors of any of these books, but uh, Google is our friend. Um, and then Outliers, stuff like that. Anything Malcolm Gladwell write, like I, I pretty much picked that up. But the best book ever, ever by far, not even close, changed my life was the book of my life. Right here, baby. Look at that one. This is the best book ever. And going forward, which is hilarious, everyone's like, dog, I love these jerseys you're giving away. Thank you for these little cups that rattle and playing cards. But damn it, the show is called Never Shut Up. Can you please give out autographed copies of your books? So starting next week, we're going to do Friday Swag Away with autographed copies of my book. What else you got, Adrian? Okay, um, what do you think is the next major evolution in sports media? Ah, I love that question. The next, the next frontier of sports media. Um, I, I think it's really, 
everyone getting in front of the audience, uh, doing this in some version, some style, um, not necessarily hiding behind the platform of a ESPN or a Fox. Now, the tough thing is, how do you come in with audience, right? You got to have an audience. You got to have a built-in name. You got to have a likeness that people already gravitate towards. And those platforms give you that. But more than that, the security that they give you in terms of employment, you have to weigh those two things out versus, hey, I can make as much, if not more money, doing it direct to consumers. So as we see the numbers grow in terms of the population on YouTube, how many people watch videos, how many people just watch and want to connect with us, it's just going to be more and more encouraging for the Pat McAfee's out there and et cetera to just do it this way. And the brands are going to plug into the actual talent. They're going to plug into me instead of plugging into ESPN. So long story short, when you work there, they get tons of support and sponsorship and brands coming in and plugging into them. But all they do is say, here's your check. Don't ask any questions. Meanwhile, you know, they're making much more money because the brand is coming in at 10 X and they're giving you one X of that one tenth of that. So I just think the next dimension is let's cut out the middleman. Ice Cube said that like 30 years ago, cut out the middleman and go directly to your audience. Okay. And my last question is what was that aha moment that you knew that you can make it playing football? Ah, Wow. Um, make it playing football. Like just in general, I was damn good. My first year, I was insane. My second year. So at eight, I played with the best football player that I've ever seen with my own eyeballs. His name is Stace Bozeman. Google him. He was insane. Number one in the country in high school football, USA Today, number one, number two in the country and basketball. He chose basketball like everyone did at that time. More money, obviously less physical of a sport, less brutal. Um, and he made it to the NBA for this long. He played overseas. Now he's a counselor in Minnesota. Salute to my boy. But Stace Bozeman is the best football player I've ever seen in my life. Insane. Quarterback before you saw this dual threat like that. He was nasty. But that year I played with him. He was better than me by far. And then he moved up because he was so damn good. He was like, y'all too sorry. He was scoring like six touchdowns a game. It was insane. Then that next year when he was gone and it was just me, me the fast guy, the track champion, oh, I knew then I was going to be good as hell in football. But my pro moment was I think my senior year just looking at the sideline. It was nothing I did. It was who was in attendance. I looked at the sideline and there was like Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells and scouts and GMs everywhere at Columbia. And I'm like, all right, it's about to happen. Aha, your boy done made it because they wouldn't be here if I wasn't going to make it. So I appreciate you, Adrian, man. That's love, brother. You could come on anytime. That's how we roll on Wiley's World. Now get the polo and the rugby. You got to get Adrian up off here and we're going to bring in our next Wiley World member. And his name is Timothy. So I got clown one time calling one of my 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 little kids that I coached Tim. He looked at me at seven years old, said, "It's Timothy." So Timothy, come on in here. No pauses between us. Bring him in here. I don't want to see Timothy. Big dog in the house. Yes, What's sir. up, Timothy? Yes, sir. How you doing, Marcellus? Glad to be here. 
Man, you look huge. Like you bigger than the damn screen. Are you 613? How big <laughs> Timothy represent, man? Bro, What's five, on your chest? Five, hey, five, so ten. I agree with you, John. Yeah, 510. <laughs> Try to play it off. So I agree with you that John Moran should be suspended. I'm thinking 50 games. But my question to you is this. Do you believe that the reason why um, the commissioner decided to not suspend him for 50 games or more is he, he, his confidence might not be the same? Because I think of players like Gilbert Arenas, who was a dog. Was he the same player after his suspension? Mm. So do you think that might have something to do with, hey, we might – he is a billion-dollar – you know, billion dollar man. But do you also think because of the suspension and we've seen in the past with some of these issues, maybe we don't want to affect his confidence because he is because he is a star in this league. So like the grounds that we stood on for Malice in the Palace are not the same as the ground that we're standing on in punishment for John Morant repeating for the 12th time. He did nothing that was illegal, just irresponsible and bad and damaging to the brand of the NBA at large. So in this situation, I want it more because I need that type of example. I need every player in this league, the other 449 players to be like, damn, that's they're not playing with this one because social media and the way that this message got out and how viral it went. And now every time you talk about John Morant, which is an association with the NBA, is going to be a connection of something negative. So until he gets back on that court and balls and balls and years and years, we're always going to bring this up. Every time I see Meta World Peace in my real life, like, what's up, big dog? I can't lie. Every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, you went up in them stands and did that thing. So I think that's something that's always going to stain our brain. But going forward, the NBA is just like, look, we can't just throw out the baby with the bath water 25 games in their eyes is enough. He's going to miss time. We're going to miss the superstar, but then hopefully the lesson is learned. You got something else on your chest or that's good. No, I actually have something else to me. I want to, I want to further along the conversation because I believe that's why veterans are so important. Cause you know, like uh, Gilbert arenas was on his podcast and he was talking about how, you know, it was actually a bodyguard and he was like, yo, you can't be out here till, Two o'clock. Nothing happens good at two o'clock. We need to leave at like one or twelve. Talk about from your experience um, as a professional, like as a rookie. What kind of um, insight or um, you know uh, wisdom did veterans give to you in your playing career that helped you? And something that passed that you actually excuse me. Something that you actually used to help young people when you were the veteran. Yeah, um, you know, more than veterans for me, even though that's the way we term it, um, I didn't need a veteran to tell me stuff. I needed anybody who was responsible to tell me stuff. Because sometimes, I ain't going to lie to y'all, some of the older dudes, they weren't they weren't the ones to listen to, dog. Like, y'all, the old NFL, you know, the Hall of Fame is like littered. Like, imagine Lawrence Taylor is your, your vet. You listen to Lawrence Taylor? Hey, you better not. Like, and But he could get away with that. Imagine you're a golfer and Tiger Woods is your vet. Like, I don't know. Like, Jordan is your vet. Mm. Mm. Like, so a lot of times it's kind of like, it's lazy. We do it. We're guilty as well of saying vets, vets. Nah, I knew some rookies. LT, LaDainian Thomason as a rookie. I remember going to his house and he married his college sweetheart, Portia. 
And I remember as a rookie, but they weren't married yet, I don't think. And I remember talking to him, and I swear, and I'm in my sixth year in the league or something, and he's a rookie. And I swear, I remember driving on, I was like, dog, this dude is different. Like, focus, not trying to party, not trying to hang, none of that stuff. And he was a rookie, and I'm the vet. He's supposed to be listening to me. Don't listen to that dude. So my point is this, that like what I did get in great advice was um, some funny stuff to some real stuff. The funny stuff was don't buy real jewelry. Don't buy anything that's real. People already know you got money, so they're going to assume it's real. Buy the cheap stuff. I remember my boy told me that. Derek Holmes said, go to Walmart for everything. Do all that stuff, right? And now the real advice was live out your sport ball to you fall like treat this like you are part of the corporation and more than that invest in your sport invest your life in the game that you're playing man so appreciate you big dog man you got to come back on another time deal now we got one more coming back in here oh reliable up in here totally using up that <laughs> membership like he should damn it it's my man mr toyota tercel himself Cobra's oh. in the building again. What's up, Cobra? Hey. Hey, thanks for having me back, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. That Josh stuff is a lot to unpack, but I'm just going to touch on one small piece. Uh, some things are avoidable, right? Like, you're going live on the internet. So, like, I'm I'm nervous right now. I'm looking around for something that's going to get me <laughs> caught up, and I don't even do anything bad, you know? <laughs> like, right. Making sure right. I'm all good. good. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to talk other NBA news. Um People are breaking down the Doc River comments about James Harden being a challenging player. Um, Coach Coach Doc believes that you have to share the ball, you have to give it up, move around, and you'll get it back, you know, let the game flow. He's kind of saying that uh, that's not really Harden's style, kind of calling him an old dog that won't learn new tricks, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I love both of them, Doc and Harden, and I believe that's what separates great coaches and players. Coaches need to get players to buy in. And they need to get the most out of each player. And players need to buy in and do what's best for the team. It's easier said than done. And that's why it's only one champion per year. But, you know, just saying if they were one to chip, it would have been a totally different conversation. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, great conversation right here. Uh, look, it's a no-win situation if you're Doc Rivers because you're trying to make James Harden buy in. James Harden's not buying in for two reasons. One, James Harden's like, dog, I've had my success, personal success, maybe not ultimate team success, but the best James Harden, oh, that guy ain't trying to hear no other way, but I know I'm going to pound this rock for 22 seconds, and then I got two seconds to either pass it or shoot it. That's, that's life. That's just how I get down, and that's how I made my name as James Harden. Second thing is, James Harden ain't buying in because he knows this ain't his team. So he like, dog, I ain't going to invest all of me and change all of me, and you still going to run this sucker through Joel Embiid? That's why Doc can't win in that situation. That's why Doc ultimately had to leave, because they knew that there's no way that Doc Rivers is going to convert James Harden, and by trying, because Doc Rivers is a cha you know, championship coach, he tried, and James kept bucking. Like, nah, dog, nah, dog. And then you notice when Embiid got hurt, James Harden went off. He was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. But this can't work here. So then Philadelphia, the Sixers was like, the only shot we got at getting James Harden. And we want him, but we don't really, really need him, but we really want him, 
is to get rid, rid of Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers is too hard on James Harden. Like, dog, it ain't your team. You're going to have to buy in. You are too old to be acting like this and playing that way. Help the team. So I think that they just got caught in a conundrum, man. And I don't even know if Harden going to stay. But I know if he does stay, he got to run that rock through Joel Embiid. And he ain't that happy about doing that as well. No, I agree with you, man. It's about time. You know, like you said, he had personal success, which is great. You know, played at an awesome level, top level. But if he's trying to win that chip, you know, there's sacrifices to be made. But once again, they also got to go through the Nuggets and the Lakers. Don't forget about the Lakers. Yeah, it's real. Don't forget about the Clippers, man. See, since you don't even want to talk about the real team that's in contention, the Clippers, let me stop. Oh, uh, man. Now, nah, I hope we stay healthy and we got well, something. You got, you got something else on your chest? What you got? Well, no, nah, just speaking of the Clippers, uh, next week I'm just going to be watching from the sideline because I'm taking my boys to the Clippers summer camp, basketball camp. So uh, I'm being there, sitting there, trying to scout, trying to get as much as I can, too, because my 13-year-old, only a few years away from almost beating me. So I'm trying to, you know, pick up what I can. But, yeah, Clippers for sure, man. Clippers uh, Clippers, Clippers with it, too. There it is, man. I, pre- I may join you, man. Like, like that camp. I may be there, and if I'm there, I'm going to run up on you, Cobra, and uh, look at your son. I know he's going to be big and just a baller out there, and I'm going to bring my little man, too. So I look forward to that, and since it's the summer and it's no games really being played, oh, the Clippers going to look amazing. It's just when the playoffs come, and then we got problems and injuries and everybody not showing up. So much love to you again, Cobra. Yep. Let's do it again. You can come anytime. All right, man. Appreciate Real it. Real talk all, right, all man. day. All yes. Right. Have a good one. You too, baby. Now let's bring in Mikey P because Mikey P got to come at me and I think he got the strap out. I think he got the John Moran on him. It's time for that rapid fire, but let Mikey P do it. Let's see. Oh, you know what time it is. Ready team? <laughs> rapid fire Friday. Take oh, the God. music. Yep. Let's go, baby. Man, you go. All let's right. do it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Which QB wide receiver duo are you most looking forward to watching this season? Uh, Justin Herbert and anybody else that catches the ball. It could be Keenan Allen. I don't care, Mike. <laughs> Anything with Herbie, Dan. Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in the NFL. Of course. Let's go. <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve? Biggest? Um, liars. I hate a liar. And a liar is not just someone who told you something that wasn't true. It's someone who's not who they are. Someone who's not doing what they want to do. Like, you can lie by just being like, no, I don't care. You do care. You liar. So liars. I hate liars. Good answer. Coach Prime on Twitter asked, would you rather have a lot of money or a lot of peace? Can I have both? Uh, money. If you give me a lot of money, I'm peace. I'm peace. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> peace. Peace is a choice. Money is not. So I'll take the money. I can make myself be at peace. So I'll, you know, you ain't gonna sucker with me. Oh, like, give okay. me the money. I can choose peace. All right. Will the Nuggets repeat as NBA champs next year? No. Simple. No. All right. If you could have one superhero power, what would it be? Uh, Flash, whatever that is, is the fastest man in the world. I would love that. But then somebody gonna say, I'm Superman. I can fly. Uh, I don't want to fly because then I'm the only one flying, so I'm going to end up being on the ground anyway. But I want to be Flash, right? I don't want to be the only person in the world to fly. Let me be Flash. Just run past your ass everywhere I want to go. Oh, I got to go to Starbucks real quick. I'll be back. And just come back with a mocha right there. Flash. <laughs> Half second, 40-yard dash. All right. 
Tyreek Hill said his goal for the 2023 season is to be the first wideout with 2,000 receiving yards. Can he do it? Yeah, yeah, he can do it. 17 games makes it a lot easier than 16, obviously. That is, you know, get a couple 200-yard games, but that's only like 130 yards, 40 yards in that world. Uh, average, you can do it. I mean, he can do it. If anybody could do it, because you know you're going to catch big bombs anyway, he can do it. Okay. Beyonce or Rihanna? Uh, oh, man. Beyonce, I actually know her, so let me be careful. Let me stop. Um, and look, and looks, uh, Beyonce, um, and music, Rihanna. Um, Ooh. so Beyonce, I would say Beyonce ultimate. If you just ask all things, the queen, queen B. All right. Perk says NBA execs should take more international players because they appreciate the opportunity more. They give their all and they have no off court distractions. Do you agree or disagree? I know what he's trying to say. I just don't agree how he got there, but I, I like where he landed. Yeah, but there are a lot of guys American born that appreciate it, man. Don't let a few knuckleheads, uh, you know, a few bad apples spoil the bunch. Most guys appreciate it. Grant Hill. Did Grant Hill appreciate it? God dang it. Like, I mean, there's amazing dudes that played the game. Um, but I think it's a greater skill set that's being taught overseas than here. I think we ride our athleticism so far that we don't necessarily supplement it with the same amount of skills that they're doing overseas. They train them to be positionless. Over here, we're just training athletes to kind of still stay in their box. I get where he's going. Interesting. Do you have any pets at home? Yeah, you see my daughter? Let me stop. All these kids? Let me stop. <laughs> I got one fish. We bought 12. We down to one. When that one goes, we're going to reload another 12, another dozen fish, and then let it just keep going. No dogs, no cats, nothing Dang. anymore. Rest in peace to Quincy, my, my last cat, Lil Black. Man, I ain't sending you any fish. All right, Anthony Richardson or <laughs> – yeah, other than Swedish fish. Good point. All right, Anthony right. Richardson or Gardner Minshew, week one for the Colts. Who should start? Wow. wow. Uh, the other one, not Gardner. <laughs> not Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Like, like well, long as it ain't Gardner, I'm done with Gardner, man. Minshew mania, after that went away and then tried to come back and didn't come back, I was like, I'm it's good. Over. <laughs> it's over. All right, you a morning or night person? All day, baby. As long as I'm breathing alive and conscious, all day, morning and night. Um, I get more work done in the morning, and at night, um, I'm happier at night, if I had to say. So what time do you get up in the morning? I know it's crazy early, uh, but go my ahead. My eyes tell wake up at 4.30. My eyes are like, my Ooh. body's like, all right, what what it do? Um, and then I go to bed usually around 11-something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. If you could have gone pro in another sport, what would it have been? Basketball, by far. Basketball is a way better sport than football. Football hurts every single day, every single way. Basketball, you get to sit there and all the girls looking at you, you making free throws. Nobody can touch you. It's called a foul. In football, somebody touch you, they say <laughs> and. And in basketball, they say stop. So, yeah, no, nah, basketball by far. Guarantee money, too. All that right. Part. A new study found 87% of people have a comfort show. What's your comfort show? Oh, something I watched that's just like gonna make me feel good. Oh, I got a I got a daughter over here. Hold on, got another kid. <laughs> man, we gonna edit the hell out of this today. Let me stop. All right, look at that. Yeah, this is what happens when a hey, summer school better hurry up and start. It's getting real over here. Uh, <laughs> let me say. Uh, 
uh, I don't have a comfort show. I really don't because TV's not like that anymore. Um, growing up, though, <laughs> it was diff it was different strokes. Uh, growing up, it was uh, that's incredible. Growing up, it was Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, I know they were racist. Uh, I mean, I guess that's why everyone told me that. I was like, damn it, so what? I like them racist. Uh, I love that show. Um, that's what it was for me. Um, now it's just whatever comes out that I'm watching at that time. I love BMF. I love all the powers. Uh, I love Snowfall was the best, but it wasn't a comfort show. Cats getting killed in it, but uh, I loved it. Saquon Barkley is threatening to sit out the season if he doesn't get the bag. Is he bluffing? No, he's not bluffing. That dude almost lost his leg, it felt like, the way he got hurt. And uh, he plays a position that he knows he only got this amount of time to get it. So if he can't get the bag the way he wants the bag, I think he's going to go through all options and exhaust them all to make sure he keeps himself healthy and fresh and not waste a year on the number he's not comfortable with. I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's going to work, but I think that him probably will go to that place just to make sure he doesn't waste a year in his prime. All right, scale of one to 10. How good are you at keeping secrets? Um, secrets, real secrets, 10. Um, stuff that is making you uncomfortable, but I don't care and you shouldn't care, zero. Like, it, I, you, look, if you tell me, I protect the guilty. But if it's just like, dog, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to tell then. Like, I, I talk a lot about guys I work with, and they, they laugh because they're like, dog, how'd you say what we weren't supposed to say, but you said it, and I'm not mad at you? I was like, there's a way. <laughs> so I protect the guilty, though. <laughs> All right. Is Russ cooked, or is Sean Payton going to coach him back to form? Okay, how many questions? Are we going to ever do this again? <laughs> like, what's it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> keep it to 10 at least. God dang. Um, Sean... No, Russell Wilson's in trouble, man. Um, he's going to get coached up. He's going to look better than last year, but he's not going to look as good as he used to look in Seattle. Um, he can't lead them dudes. And the only thing that's going to make him lead them is like he balls out of control. In that division, I don't see out of control coming from Russell Wilson. I see a better version, but it's going to be tough. All right, we'll make this the last one. If Please. you were really hungry and, and had no food, would you eat a bug? <laughs> no. No, that's the, the bug is looking at me like you about to die because you ain't gonna eat me. I'm like, yep, I'm dying before you bug. <laughs> you alive? I'm, I ain't eat no bugs. Yeah, I am out of there, man. Forget that. I appreciate Death you, is. Big Mikey V, <laughs> man. Oh man, I was like, God dang, how many questions? I was like, turn that song off. Let's go. <laughs> oh, appreciate it. I say it in jest. That's that's the kind of teammate I am. Always got a joke. I used to hit cats. And, you know, lay somebody on the ground, and I'm sitting there like, man, did that hurt? He's like, no, that hurt. You know, fool. I was like, oh, I'm going to lay here a little long. I'm just a jokester at heart. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show with a Wiley ism. Yeah. Someday is not a day of the week. Ooh, I remember when I heard that one. Someday is not a day of the week. How many times y'all done said that? Oh, man, I'm going to go get to that. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to do that. When you going to do it? Someday I'm going to be at. What'd you say, say? Sunday is a day of the week. Like we can start like in the Bible. Sunday starts the week, right? But someday that day doesn't exist. Coaches used to always say that, you know, when you're going to get to something, he's like, when you going to get to it someday? I'm going to get no, sir. Remember that because obviously we're our worst enemy. Like, and I think what human beings have come to realize is you can blame everything, but you ultimately have to put the responsibility on yourself 
to be greater than those things you blame, right? So in a world where it's tough to do anything of success, like if you're trying to win in this world, whoa, not only are you fighting everyone else who wants that same thing, but you got to fight yourself because human beings naturally are lazy. Human beings naturally want the most out of life by doing the least. We are wired. That's why you have to train yourself, force yourself to work hard. You have to condition your mind. You have to condition your habits. If not left to your own devices, you ain't going to do much in this world. Don't believe me. Look at my kids. They just keep running up in here, right? If I don't keep, keep them in structure. If I don't keep them disciplined, if I don't continue to stay mindful with them in terms of, no, you need to listen. No, you need to put that down. No, you need to work hard. They just going to be aimless. They just going to do whatever they want to do. Someday they'll get to something, right? So you got to make sure you know that we are rigged to not do that much. And those who do accomplish all much respect and salute because they have also trained themselves to get there. So making sure you look at your calendar, there's not eight days in a week. <laughs> it doesn't go Sunday, someday. Someday doesn't exist. So always remember, someday it's not a day of the week. All right, y'all, that'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today, want to keep the conversation going, let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.